Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 304 with A.B. Wilson. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Now, mate, we, uh, we've got a lot of things in common, and... Um, just with the messaging and values and views that we have on, you know, life and finding purpose and, um, you know, inspiring other people. I think it's uh, something that I'm really excited to learn from you today as well. But um, for people listening along as well, I think it's really important to stop whatever you're doing and have a think about this question. Maybe I want you to answer this, but over the last seven days, what's lit you up, mate? What's brought you a bit of joy? Uh, if it's a person an experience, something you've done. Oh man. Uh, well, my daughter, she's my number one source of joy. And then after that, um, let's see, that's that's a tough one because I have a lot of things that I'm grateful for and enjoy. I love throwing axes. That's fun. I did that. I did that the other day. That was great. Um, and then what else? Uh, the work that I'm doing and the projects that I'm involved in, All-Star Parent, phenomenal parenting resource, uh, doing the work I'm doing as a speaker, love doing that. Um, so I can't, I don't think I could give you just one <laughs> in the short, there's too many, there's too many good things going on, you know? And, and I think that's the lesson there is have a lot of different eggs in different baskets. I mean, don't spread yourself too thin, but we want to have more than just one egg, right? Cause if we put everything in one basket and that basket breaks or falls through or whatever, we're stuck and we've got nothing back in it to back it up with. Right. Yeah. So that's why I always have multiple things going on at once. And obviously the ones that are more interesting to me and are doing better, I give more attention and focus to those and maybe eggs that aren't hatching quite as fast. I kind of put them on pause or, you know, get, get back to them later on. I like that. Now, for listeners, Amy's not a uh, farmer, but uh, I do like the analogy of, <laughs> of eggs and chickens and things like that. So um, we're yeah. going to dive into, you know, everything you're doing now with like All-Star Parent and uh, you're speaking and everything like that because you're inspiring a lot of people. But I think it's really important. Let's start back at the beginning. At the beginning. So let's talk about your story, your childhood, um, your family upbringing. Um, I could go through it, but you're obviously going to be able to tell it a lot better than what I can, Amy. Um, it wasn't the per the per the person we see today, that wasn't, I'm guessing, what it was always like. Do you want to sort of talk us yeah. through your childhood? Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, so my childhood, you know, I think we have an idea of things that we like and that we don't like. And I'm grateful for a lot of things, you know. I never had like abusive parents or anything like that of that magnitude but like growing up and not feeling heard or understood as a person I never felt that I my family knew who I was and I felt trapped a lot right it was um and again I'm not here to bash my family I don't want to do that um because I think that that's not a good thing but at the same time I we do need to recognize our childhood right because that is somebody that carries with us Maybe we think, oh, well, you're all grown up now. It's like, no, it, it, within each of us, there is an inner child. And with that inner child, we, the, the not good parts, we often mask those with things, right? Like uh, we, we mask them to protect ourselves, right? And that can look like overthinking or joking or um, a good book that I have to recommend, just real quick shout out, Soul Blazing. 
it talks about all that, about the masks we wear as imposters, right? And that is talking about that inner child that carries with us. So for me growing up, I wasn't heard. I wasn't understood. I wasn't ever seen or I didn't get the, I, I felt very neglected, right? So when you feel neglected and you feel bullied, you are bullied and you're kind of just like pushed into this box that you don't fit into, it can be really damaging. And it, and it was for me and it affected me in all aspects of my life in school at home um you know it was it was a it was a rough time it was not a fun time i don't like thinking back to those times but i do need to face them because right we can either let that cripple us or we can recognize we can recognize it and rewire to a more positive outcome and that's a choice that each of us we need to make right uh being bitter and holding grudges our whole life does not help us advance or grow as individuals, right? So I needed to be very conscious of that by recognizing them, but not allowing myself to uh, give myself like a victim label, right? I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to use this as a crutch or an excuse. I need to recognize what I'm up against and then figure out the quick and best way to navigate that to get me into a more desirable position within my own life. And that didn't happen till, um, you know, I got, you know, out of high school and um, I had my daughter and I was in the military um, and I kind of, that's when kind of things started to shift. And I saw myself like, Hey, I'm not this failure. Actually, I have a lot to offer to the world. Actually, I'm really smart. Like I have a lot of great ideas and the things that I'm up against, right. I didn't find out till I was a young adult because my family didn't believe in like, um, like medical disorders. So like I didn't get diagnosed till I was a young adult with a major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder type one. And for the longest time, I just thought there's something wrong with me. Right. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why I acted the way I did and what things that I felt inside of me until a doctor actually went over that with me. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can treat this. There's actually for me to treat. So for a long time I was untreated too, which made things more difficult. Right. So when I finally got the treatment that I needed and therapy that I needed, um, that just put me in a much, much better position to really excel, right? I knew what, what I'm up against and how I can, instead of letting these things sabotage me, I can use them as superpowers, which is what that book I mentioned before, Soul Blazing, talks about, right? So that can be a very powerful thing. So like um, depression, that's taught me gratitude for the people in life that make me happy on days when I feel down. When I feel manic, I channel that negative energy into something positive. I put that into self-publishing. I put that into speaking. I put that into my projects that, that mean a lot to me and in my work that I do. Um, and it, that's actually like a superpower. It really is because it's a, it's, it's an immense, it's like overwhelming amount of energy, but like if I can, it, I figured out how to just really channel that and stay focused. And that's been incredibly powerful. Um, and, uh, and along those same thought, uh, that same uh, train of thought, uh, there's a book called Emotional Agility, and that talks all about how in order to thrive, we need to be challenged and to develop that emotional agility. Once we become too proficient at something, it's easy to turn on autopilot, um, which leads to rigidity, disengagement, and boredom. And you know, it's fine to go through the motions for mundane tasks like brushing our teeth, but life quickly becomes dull and unfulfilling if we aren't consciously challenged by it. So it's important to spice things up a bit, search for something more daring, um, you know, launching a new initiative, you know, pushing that, that boundary of lines of what you think is possible, you know, pushing yourself, pushing your limits and finding a way to challenge yourself. is so important to uh, development and growth.
Mm. Oh, well, congratulations, mate, from, you know, where you come from and, you know, the, the way you can look at life now. Um, I think that's very admirable and, and I'm sure you are proud of it, but you should be. Um, I know you don't want to dive too much into your childhood and things like that, but um, how did you deal, like, what was your way of dealing with, you know, all those, you know, we felt like a loser, you felt worthless like did you have coping mechanisms or were you you're too young or you, you, like how did you I don't know deal with all that and been bullied and was there things you did yeah there were things I did and they were not good things uh they were not good things and they're things I'm not proud of but um being honest with myself and I have to be um you know there were some dark times you know um I had you know I you know, I did drugs. I did things that were not good. I was trying to escape my own reality. And that was a very dark time. Um, but I overcame that, you know, I went through that and I overcame that. And I look back on that as uh, a reminder to myself of my past. Right. And I have that, uh, I express that through, uh, I have some tattoos and those are served me as reminders for myself. I remember I told my mom once, I'm not very close with my parents at either of them, but you know, my mom once said, well, what is that barbed wire? Why did you do that? And I said, that's because I felt trapped my entire childhood and she had nothing to say. Well, yeah. And still to this day, they just, I don't think they quite get it. And I try to just have sympathy and empathy for them. They just didn't know how to be decent parents um, and to forgive them. Cause if I just live with, with feeling bitterness in my heart, that's ultimately just going to hurt myself and it's not, not it's going to stop me from uh, having healthy relationships in my own life. Cause holding on to that, I mean, it's like, I think the quote is by Lewis Meads to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that prisoner was you. And it's true. Um, I have a hard time with forgiving, especially because so much, I feel I was damaged so much in my childhood and I remember that. And people are just like, when people say, grow up, get out of it. Like mm -hmm. if you saw somebody with a broken bone, you wouldn't tell them to like, oh, hurry up. Like, just, just work your way through it. You got a cast and you're like, oh, just run, go for a jog, just jog it off. Like there are invisible wounds that can't be seen. And there's still very much stigmatism. And that's one thing that I'm working very hard to um, change um, because these are invisible wounds. And my parents still to this day don't quite get it or they're in denial about it. And that makes it very hard for me to have an honest conversation with them because their only viewpoint on life and their only thing that, that is meaningful to them is religion. And, uh, and that's just the truth. And I respect that. I have nothing against religion. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think, I think it can be a wonderful thing. In my case, it was not, um, you know, like with anything there can, it can be good or bad. Um, but for me, um, you know, I think that there's still a place for spirituality. I think, that these things have a lot of benefit. But for me, I remember that. And I remember that that was the reason why I was never understood because I didn't fit into that perfect box and I was bullied and all these things really affected me. And, but they didn't crush me, right? I didn't let them fully crush me. I came back stronger, harder. I'm a much stronger person than I ever realized I was because of that. And so that is my outlook from that to remember those bad times and to never go back to that and to, become a stronger and better man than I was yesterday um, and to, and to just learn from it. And, uh, and that's all I can do. Ivy, it's, uh, it's hey, sitting here. I'm just like, wow, it's, 
I, I can't empathize with you because I, my, I didn't go through that. I, I, I didn't, I had, you know, a childhood where it wasn't about that. So, so sitting here and hearing you, the way you've taken that and the way you now look at it, it, I, like I'm, it's very, very impressive, mate, because I know so many people that hold on to resentment, on to judgment. And like you just said, it doesn't affect the person that they're angry with. It affects them and it just is debilitating for them in every aspect of their life. And it then affects other people because of that. You could very easily do that. Um, it, there have been a lot of times where, you know, you've gone to your parents and you you can't make somebody see something they can't see. And that must piss you off, I'm guessing. Like, because oh, <laughs> you know, and like from what you're saying, you've been able to overcome these things and they were done to you. But then when it's still like, have you, have you sort of given up on that and just like, all right, they are who they are. It's, I can't I, do much about I, it. I, I did. And you know, it's taken a really long time. Oh, I could imagine, Part of man. me just hopes that they'll just get older and they'll realize they'll, their thinking will change, but it never has. And at this point I've, I've given up. And what that looks like is accepting that my father was not a good man. And I'm not ashamed to say that because it's just reality. I saw how he was. He was the worst businessman I've ever known in my life. I'm, he's a disgrace. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I wish that it could have been different because he was actually very intelligent, but he didn't use his intelligence for good. Uh, and I feel ashamed of that. But that does not define me as a person. I am not him. I, am not, I do not carry those things with me. I've forgiven him for what he's done to me. And I'm done with that. He doesn't care about his granddaughter. He doesn't even acknowledge her. And wow. I tell my daughter, if he, and she says, why doesn't my grandpa love me? And I said, if he knew, if he knew you, he would love you because that serves her. And, and telling her, trying to explain somebody that um, cannot acknowledge her own granddaughter is just like, it doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, so I, and I'm not going to cope with the madness. I've accepted that he is what he is. Um, and I'm not going to try to change that. Um, I have good friends that have good morals and good values. I have some other good family that's not my immediate family. So I have other people to go to, to look up to. And I wish it was different, but we're all dealt cards in life and we have to play the best with the, with, with the hand we're given. And I've just accepted that. And, um, I'm not going to let those things define me that I can't have control over. I just have to accept that. And it's been really hard, but I've, I've done, I have been doing that and I've been, you know, uh, it's taken a lot of time, but easier said than done. But, you know, it's something I I'm always working at and I just want to be the best dad that I can be to my daughter. And, and, and that's, and that's it. Um, it'll probably be something that you'll always be working at, mate. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's never, it's one of those things that it will never be a finished journey um, because there'll be things that come up. That was what I was, the, the big sort of next question I wanted to know, because you were dealt your parents and it was as crap and unfair as it was. You've realized that you don't need to own them. They are not you and that you've found your own tribe and they may not be your immediate family, but they're the one that serve you best. I could imagine that, yeah, it would be so hard to see what it's like for your daughter and when she doesn't get that. But I suppose the biggest thing is you're being a role model of what a good father is. So you sort of, it's like a seesaw. You've got, you're dealing yes. with all these things yourself, mate, but then you're trying to justify things in your head and it must be like a constant battle. 
Oh, it is. It, it, it is a constant battle. And the more I've learned to let go, the easier it's become. Because nobody wants to meet somebody or have a relationship say, oh, yeah, I don't talk to my parents. We have a terrible relationship. That just sounds bad, right? And so, like, I, I always think about these things and, like, I don't know. It, it, and it's it, maybe that doesn't matter so much. It is what it is, right? I can't, there are things I can control and there are things that I can't. I wish it was different. But, you know, at the end of the day, I can only be the best version of me that I can possibly be. And I ultimately learned, because, right, I talked about before about how do we take, extract the positive, which seems like a very hopeless and negative situation. And that's that I learned a ton about what not to do as a parent from my parents. <laughs> right? That's what I mean. So, it, it's, it, there is a positive in a negative, but it's is. bloody hard to see yes. sometimes, mate. So well done. Oh, it, it is. Yeah. So thank yeah, I appreciate you recognizing that. And <laughs> it's, it's helped me grow a lot because um, oh, it's, so, no it's so, it's so, it's so easy to jump to that and just look at all the negative things and be like, poor me, you know, like I'm a victim, like this happened to me, it's not my fault. And But at the end of the day, like I'm accountable for me. Like the most precious resource we have is time. How am I, how are we going to spend that time to live the best and most fullest lives that to our ability that we can. Right. And, and that's where it's at. And that, and that's what it's about for me. And so I just, you know, and I, I've learned this over time and just really trying to find the wins, even the, the victories, even within the losses, there are always victories, lessons learned to be had. Nobody goes through life without going through struggles. Mike Tyson got knocked down. Uh, Muhammad Ali got knocked down. The best of the best. Everybody will get knocked down, but it's not about getting knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. Yeah, well, and, and you've got up a lot, mate. So let's move on from there. I, I appreciate you talking about that because um, I can imagine, oh, well, I can see in your face, it's still hard. And um, uh, being vulnerable and sharing that, it's definitely helping others. And I'm sure little by little, it's helping you as well, Avi. So keep yeah, sharing that message, mate, because, um, you know, we need to talk about these things because a lot of time people don't share and they don't realize that there's so many other people that may have had a similar situation. So um, yeah. it's very admirable what you're doing, mate. So I think one of the biggest things, and, and like you said, you know, once you'd been um, diagnosed with bipolar and um, your disorder, when did you go from that person that you'd look in the mirror and think was a loser and you didn't like yourself? When did, when did that start changing? When you started accepting things and you started loving yourself because I can tell that you do now because you cannot do the work you do if you don't love yourself. So when did that sort of shift start happening? I think it started happening uh, once I had my daughter. Um, that changed me as a person. And I think it does change um, most people that have, that have kids. Um, it's, it's a change, right? You created something that's part of you. That's give, that's giving you meaning in life. That gives you a per, that gives you a purpose. Not for everybody. Kids aren't for everybody. They're a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> they <are>. for uh, <laughs> yeah, they're very expensive. It's, uh, you know, they're they're a hot commodity. So <laughs> a lot of work, but very much worth it, in my opinion. Um, man, I don't know if I could do any more. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of work. But no, she, that's the greatest blessing of my life. That gave me a, a renewed sense of purpose in life. It was something that I knew I needed personally. And I think people just, when something like that happens that you just know if it's meant to be or not. And for me, I always envisioned having a kid and, and I did, and it wasn't perfect. And it, things really didn't work out the way I'd hoped to at all. But 
at that point, I was like, I'm not just doing this for me anymore. I'm doing it for her. I need to step it up and do better for her to give her a better life so that she didn't have to live through the things that I did, that I, that, that I, I had to endure. Um, and so like, I'm very, uh, my parenting style is obviously very different from my parents, you know, besides for, <laughs> <laughs> besides for like uh, education, which she absolutely must do um, and encouraging her, obviously college and getting the highest education she possibly can get. Um, I, I give her like, always give her options, things that I never had a say in. Oh, we're going here. You have to do this today. I don't want to do that. I never do that to my daughter. She always, I always give her options. And because I think that the biggest learning lessons that I, that I could know, and I'm, I'm not going to ever say I'm world's greatest dad, far from it, but um, I always give them options and I take an interest in what she's interested in. So if that means that I have to go and watch her makeup routine, even though I really don't want to, <laughs> I do it anyways. I suck it up and I say, okay, great. Let's show me the palette. Do your thing. Um, she wants, to <laughs> And it makes her so happy though, uh, Dale. She's like, it, I, I can see her face light up. And when I tell her no, it's complete opposite. It's like I've let her down and it means so much to her. So if you're a parent, the best advice I could ever give you as a parent is to take an interest in what it is that your kids are interested in. And even if it's something that's not interesting to you, just suck it up and do it. Your kids will remember that and they will, it, they'll, it will be very important to them. Um, Cause I remember for myself when my parents didn't care about the things I cared about and how crappy that felt. Um, yeah. So you know, I think about that. I try to do as many things as I can with her. I'm separated, but you know, we do, we do our best life. Doesn't have to be perfect to be happy. Um, you know, so, um, she's a great kid. And after that point, I was like, Oh, okay. I want to make sure that I can give her things that I didn't have. So, you know, I'm working on a lot of different projects and, you know, things that I've got going on. And, um, when I'm not doing it for myself and I'm doing it for her, it's different. Right. So, uh, but that's for me personally, it's different for each person. Not everybody's meant to have kids. Um, but that was a real pivotal turning point for me. That was in 2011. And, um, I started not just thinking about myself, but, um, my daughter too. Yeah. And mate, uh, for people that are listening that do have kids, uh, you can really emphasize with that. I know I've got a couple of young boys and, uh, Life definitely changes and your priorities change completely. Um, I used to be the most selfish person in the world, Amy, that because all I thought about was me. I was bloody important. Yes. But now I'm, yeah. I'm the, the least important person. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> so I can imagine, you know, how that's changed. So when did you, you know, you realize, right, I want to give my daughter the best life possible. How did, how did you know, you start sharing your story and being putting it out there? Because I could imagine up until that stage, you probably hadn't shared that much. You know, you said you'd spoken to like a psychologist and different things like that, but getting on stage and on podcasts and, you know, sharing, you know, the deepest, darkest secrets of your life. When did you decide to start doing that? Or how did that start? Because I'm always intrigued. So it's a great question. When I started, I got into staffing and recruiting in, uh, 20 uh 2021 and i had a colleague and all my life and this is something important for anybody really to take note of if there are people that don't know you that well or are friendly with you or maybe you work with and you're not really that close to them and they point out something that you're extremely good at like do not be humble about that take that and leverage the crap out of it for me <laughs> that was like <laughs> good like, i love like, that 
Yeah, no, seriously, because I didn't for a long time and I regret not starting sooner. For me, that was people telling me, wow, Avi, you really inspire me when you speak. And they are not bullshitting me. They're like dead serious. And for a long time, I was just like humble. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Like, don't say that. Like, come on, stop messing around. And then one of my colleagues in 2020, she was like, you can do this. You can be a speaker. And that was like the last push that I really needed. And I'm like, all right. I signed up for a speaking program. I took a course and and I'm in it and I'm really doing it. I'm doing the work and like, it's like the best thing. Like it's, it's uh, exciting and also terrifying, but mostly more exciting. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, so that was, that was the, the big push that I needed. And from there, I just, I just ran with it. Um, but that was like, that was the big, big move for me um, jumping into speaking, but it had taken so long for me to get to that point. Um, you know, and I really wish I had started sooner, but better late than never. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning so much and new things every day. And it's a very exciting and extremely meaningful because I know what I was supposed to do. I know my purpose and why I'm supposed to be here. And I, it's different for each person. And I think that within all of us, there exists a champion and we just have to take to the, the time to discover what it is that truly makes our heart beat, yeah. whatever that is, you know, and don't be humble. If you find out what you're good at, like, just go, just go as hard <laughs> as you possibly can. I, I like um, that bit of, that's, that's great advice. I mean, and um, do you think, you know, like you said, it, it took you a while to start. Do you think, you know, obviously your childhood come back a bit there because you doubted yourself so much and you're like, I'm not good enough for this. I can't do that. Like that, that played a big part. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting dynamic because I remember, and this goes back to that book I told you about emotional agility, challenging ourselves, uh, but in a different way. So um, I was like, I didn't really believe in myself but I also got very like embarrassed very easily when I was younger and I remember like I went from like one opposite extreme to another so like I used to care I was like I was like terrified of like speaking in front of everybody and now I've gone to an opposite extreme where I've totally let go of that and that's been amazingly transformative because now I just don't care it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore I'm doing it and I'm not doing it for me I'm doing it for the people that struggled like I have, that didn't believe in themselves, that were bullied, that 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 weren't heard or seen. Those are the people that I'm speaking on behalf of. It's not just for me. I'm doing it for other people to give them a voice and to give them the encouragement and strength that they need, that this, the voice that I wish that I had to listen to when I was that age and, and, I, and I didn't. Um, that is what I want to be. And when I'm doing it for somebody else, now it has taken a different shift. It's a total, totally different mindset transformation when you're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for other people. And it's incredibly powerful because part of my purpose is helping other people. It's, it's just who I am. I, it makes me happy when somebody tells me I inspired them. That is the, that, that gives me the greatest feeling in the world. And that's how I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's different for each person, you know, but I think there exists within each one of us, a champion. And we just need to take the time, like I said, to figure it out what it is that is important to us that we want to be doing. And ideally, if you can find a way to monetize it, that's also great. 
Um, you know, if you can find what you enjoy in life, you'll never work a day in your life, right? So it's that mentality. And at the same time, too, um, like Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or can't, you're right either way. So it's so important, right? Because it's easy to doubt. And trust me, I had a lot of doubt. Um, I still do. It's something that we all go through, right? But the better we can understand ourselves and have that self-awareness, the more feasible it becomes to work around those things and to better position ourselves to achieve our goals and aspirations. Ooh, that's uh, If there's one takeaway right there, I absolutely love that because <laughs> I think uh, I mean, the, the biggest thing I see these days that fear of judgment and, you know, people are so scared about what other people think about them and things like that. But at the end of the day, everyone's so consumed on what they're doing that uh, like we just need to get over that really, don't we? But it's easier said yeah. than done. Yeah. Well, I, I think too, part of it, Dale is like, and I'll just say this truthfully, um, there's no honor in me like going up and saying, Hey, I've got a bipolar disorder and I also have major depressive disorder because I know right away that there are people that are going to be like, suck it up, toughen up. Like that's not a real thing. Like just work harder. Right. There's, and, and the thing is too, about that is you can't please everybody in life and you don't have to, for me, it's actually, I view that as a good thing because I'm filtering out people that I don't want in my life anyways. Right. And if they don't accept me for who I am, oh, well, too bad. I didn't, yeah. it wasn't meant to be anyways. So I've like, I've let go of that notion. Once, once, once I let go of that notion of what people thought of me and judge me, wow, did that give me a huge sense of uh, freedom, like an incredible, like overwhelming sense of freedom. Like, wow, it does not matter what people think of me anymore because the cat's out the bag. Like I am bipolar. I have this major depressive disorder and I don't care because I'm not doing it for these people. I'm doing it for the people that need the help that I care about, that I want to help, that I want to reach their full potential because I didn't know I was capable of doing these things till I got older. <coughs> And it would be nice if everybody got the encouragement they needed, because I think uh, going from that negative to positive is a harder journey. But um, the greatest and most successful people in the world aren't people that were born into a huge amount of wealth. It's mostly people that faced extreme adversity and overcame it. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I couldn't agree more with that. And um, what is what is the biggest advice that you know, you give to people when they may have similar circumstances to you, or they may be stuck, or they may be in a situation where, you know, they don't have their purpose, or they're like just on treadmill of life. Um, is, is there is there a magic nugget you can give people today? Are you? Is there, is there something Absolutely. you can throw at them? Let's go. Absolutely. What do you got for I, us? I sure can, Dale. I got a good one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Of course, uh, Walt Disney, a man with a ton of success, but also a lot of failure. He said, all the adversity I've faced in my life, all my obstacles and troubles have strengthened me. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. Greg Reed further reinforced this idea by stating, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action makes your dreams come true. Love it. Get out the blueprint, put Let's it go. down, write the date, write out the plan, and just keep going at it. Chip away. doesn't have to be done in a week or a month or a year. Make it bite-sized, achievable goals. Make it manageable. I, I used to be like, okay, I'm going to do this project. I'm going to get it done in two months. Just made up, nothing. No, it, it's so crucial 
to make it manageable. Because if you say you're going to get the whole thing completed, you're going you're, you're gonna to make a little bit of progress and you'll be like, man, I'm not even close. Like, what the hell? I should just give up, right? But if you make it manageable and you break, break it down, it becomes much more manageable and you see your achievements. You, you hit those milestones. Those milestones give you that boost that you need to keep going, to reach that next plateau and to keep, keep you going. Um, and failure, very important. Failure is part of the process of learning and achieving success and through trial and error. So always view failure as a learning opportunity rather than a threat. Oh, so true. And I think that's something people are scared of, but the more you allow yourself to fail, the easier it does become. Um, and also, like you said, small achievements, you need to celebrate them. Uh, for a long time in my life, maybe I wouldn't allow myself to celebrate. When you when you start, you know, delaying gratification for a long period of time, you end up become quite empty. Um, you know, and I think that's, we need to be our best cheerleader. You know, you need to celebrate the small wins. Um, and not rely on other people patting you on the back and saying, wow, you're amazing. Are you? Look at you go. You're the best. You know, well done, Dale. Look at you. Like you, yeah. that comes, but you need to be happy with what you're doing yourself. And it really yeah, sounds you, like that's exactly what you're doing, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. And I couldn't agree more, Dale. Like you, you have to be your own cheerleader. You can't expect other people to do this for you. And I even said that I was speaking to this, uh, this great speaker. Um, and he said to me, he's like, cause I told him just that I'm like, why doesn't anybody care? And he's like, Look, nobody can do it for you. You got to be your own. Anything extra is 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 a bonus, but don't count on it. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Be your own, you know, cheerleader essentially. And it's true. Um but there will be, be people that come in your corner, but that comes with time. Um so yeah. Those are those are some some big. Hopefully, those are some good golden nuggets for you, mate. That's massive. They're boulders, golden <laughs> boulders. Those ones. Um, so, a little question before we uh, start wrapping up, Arby. But uh, what are you most proud of? Of uh, you know, we, we spoke a lot about your childhood and um, you know your family life that wasn't wasn't probably fair. Um, and there's other kids and people that have similar situations, but you have overcome that, um, and now you're inspiring other people. Do you allow yourself to sit back and and you know? be really proud of your journey or is, or is there something else that really, when I ask that question, what, what are you most proud of, of, of what you've been able to achieve and who you are as a person? I think if there's one thing that um, I want to be remembered for, it's, it's the adversity that I faced and choose, chose to work at overcoming and not just giving up. Um, Cause there were a lot of times that I've wanted to give up um, when it gets hard. Right. And you feel like you've got nobody. Um, and I would just say to anybody that's going through that, when you're when you're going through a really tough or dark time, um, it's okay to reach out and ask for help. And not everybody is going to be able to be there for you, but the people that matter will. And there's always somebody um, we just need to you know really reach out. That's important. Everybody needs somebody to succeed. Jeff Bezos couldn't do it by himself. Elon Musk couldn't do it by himself. Even the, the brightest and most successful people needed other people to make their dreams come true. Um, you know, we all need somebody to lean on. And uh, so I think that that's, you know, overcoming the adversity, not letting what I endured defeat me and not giving in to compromise who I am as a person because just be, just to make other people happy. Um, Kurt Cobain said, I would rather be hated for who I am than to be loved for somebody I'm not. And that really rings true to me. I'm kind of very much the black sheep of my family and 
there's nothing proud about that. I wish I was closer to my family, but um, it doesn't always work out that way. And I wish, you know, things were different, but you know, at the end of the day, I have huge blessings. I've got my daughter. Um, I have a lot of exciting projects that are doing good to help other people that I feel extremely good about. Um, you know, I've got great mentors and people to look up to um, as guidance and, um, and I'm doing what I'm set out to do. Right. Like I was afraid, really afraid of, of doing speaking. Um, I just doubted myself so much, right. From my past and just things that came up as I did this and, It's been a painful journey, but it's also been the most rewarding journey at the same time. And I think that putting in the work, I mean, Brene Brown said it best. Um, we are all wired for struggle, but we're all worthy of love, right? Life wasn't meant to be easy. It, it was meant to be a struggle. But the point is, is that hopefully we can make the future generations a little bit easier for them than it was for us, Right make this world a little bit of place, shine a little brighter for the, for more people to come. Wow. And uh, you definitely are my friend. Uh, you, <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. And I think it's, it's a really, you know, what you're talking about that um, you, you've moved on. Do you know what I mean? That something you can't change, you're not pondering on it. I think that's probably the biggest, uh, you know, lesson I've learned from you today is that don't ponder on things that, like it's like banging your head against a brick wall. You're never going to break the brick wall unless you've got a massive head. Um, but like, do you know what I mean? Like move on and be okay with that and then find other things that fill you up. I absolutely love that. So people are listening yes. along going, wow, what, what a journey and how inspiring are you? So where can we find you? Where can we find your courses? Where, here's your chance to get people because you've got them with your story, mate. It's bloody impressive. Okay. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so the things I'm most excited about that I think are most helpful um, so one, if you're a parent, or you know, somebody who is a parent, um, allstarparent.substack.com. That is a free parenting newsletter, um, that we, sh that we send out regularly with all things covered on parenting, um, toddlers, teens, any, any, all topics and they're covered by all the leading parenting authorities, um, all the top voices in that, in that industry. And we just take their hour-long podcast we summarize it into a five-minute easily digestible um read so if you want quick answers that you need on parenting very fast um it's an amazing resource um my linkedin is really the best place to if somebody you know people want to reach out to me um i can send you the link if you could include that yeah, I'll put it in um, yeah it's just my name avi wolfson um and so I'm on LinkedIn. And then as a speaker, it's just my full name, avywolfson.com. Um, and then, yeah, that's, those are like my top things. And, uh, but I'm always, you know, I'm here, like I said, I'm always about the win-win or win-win-win. So, you know, if you've got an idea or you just want to chat, just message me, see how we can help each other for a win-win. And uh, that's what it's all about. I, mean, I, I love that, mate. And uh, for listeners, this is episode number 304. I'll have links for obviously LinkedIn, a couple of websites and everything like that where you can reach out. And, and I'm sure people will reach out, mate, because your story is very inspiring. And um, I appreciate you showing up and sharing because as, as easy as you do it all the time, I could still, you know, like this is a podcast, but I've been able to see the how hard that is for you still talking about that. Um, and I think that's one thing that's really important for people. 
just because you're a speaker and you share these things doesn't make it easy every time you do it. And um, if people can take that away, that even if you do something a lot and a lot, it's helping other people. It, it is helping you a little bit each time, but it's still bloody hard. So, mate, I take my hat off to you. It's, um, yeah, sharing your stories, what podcasting is all about. And, and you have been extremely vulnerable today. And, Avi, that's, yeah, it's amazing. So thank you so much for your energy, your story, and what you're doing. You're an inspiration, my friend. Absolutely. Such an honor, Dale. Thank you for having me on.